Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Light Leader Collective. I feel like I haven't recorded a podcast episode in a long time, and the beauty of my work is that I have so many different portals to tap into that I like to share things when it feels in alignment and where to share it. And as of recently, it was not the podcast just because I had launched a brand new community. So the Light Leader Collective, or I'm sorry, the Light Leader Society community that I usually talk about in podcast episodes is officially closing and I have opened up a brand new space called Sacred Sacred Alignment Community. And the reason I really opened up this new space and this new container was because the Light Leader Society was a community that I have built since the beginning. So it has quite a few members in there, but it also has been named so many different things that I didn't want to go through another rebrand because I felt that the shift that is coming in my life and in my business needed a whole new face. So the Sacred Alignment community is my new platform, my new community. And as you join, there is a free three-day pleasure practice ritual series that you can watch. It's really amazing. It's how to connect you to your pussy, how to connect you to your sex magic, and how to connect to your body and the divine goddess. So we essentially walk through pleasure practices, right? Um, which is a beautiful way to manifest. It's a beautiful way to connect to yourself. And I really hope you enjoy this. If you have not joined, I've gotten so many positive feedbacks from this. If you have not joined the Sacred Alignment community, I will link you below. And that the pleasure practice you can find under announcements. It's a three-day live video training series. It's really good. That space is now your place, your portal to tap into all things wealth, pleasure, business, connection, channeling, whatever you decide you want to share in this community. It is there for you. I wanted it to be an intimate, safe space for us as women to connect to each other, right? It's very important that we do that on this journey. The way that I am deciding to use this podcast, because, you know, I do have so many different platforms. I use Instagram, Facebook, my Facebook community, and now, of course, this podcast. And I'm a generator by design, right? So if you don't know human design, that's what I am if you want to look it up on your own. And generators love questions. And when I get questions, it is like I am an instant channel. It is so easy for me to really tap into wisdom. It is one of my main sources. That's why I love private coaching because that's exactly what we do in private coaching, right? So I'm using this space, this portal to give you a free place to ask your questions So basically, this is going to be a space just like what I normally do, although normally, you know, I wait for an experience to come through to share or something like that. The podcast is really going to be a place where you get to ask the questions so I can riff. I can just 
tap in, say what I desire to say, share the stories that I might have, whatever happens, right? So I'm really excited to do this and how you can begin to ask me questions and it can be anything from specific questions, it can be um, topics that you want me to riff on or want me to go into detail on. Every time I'm about to record a podcast episode, I will post inside of Sacred, Sacred Alignment Community and let you know I'm recording a podcast episode and I'll probably post this on my Instagram stories as well. Sometimes I'll have specific things that I want to talk about. So I'll say this next episode, I really want to focus on X, Y, and Z. Leave your questions or specific topics around this that you want me to riff on. And other times I'll just leave the platform opened and make maybe choose a couple questions or one question to really dive deeper on. So it's a really beautiful way that I can better serve you, better serve the collective and heal, right? So I'm really excited for this and I have some really amazing questions. What I'm doing for this first round since things have kind of shifted here is I'm going to try to go through all of the questions. I did get a lot of questions. I know some are still coming in. So I will get through as many as I feel is necessary. The only thing that I ask about questions is just make sure they make sense for everybody, right? Like don't ask like something so extremely specific that nobody can relate to, which I feel like is impossible. I feel like everybody get, can relate to everybody's questions. So, you know, don't worry too much, but just a little heads up. If it's too specific and I don't feel like it'll help the collective, I probably just won't answer it. I will never include names on this either, so you know that your questions are anonymous. Now, before we get into the today's episode, we have some really good questions. I wanted to let you know that my newest program, Radiance, is out, and Radiance is all about connecting to your turn-on, your pleasure center, and sex magic. So this program is for the woman who is really ready to connect to her turned-on radiance, her turned-on magic. When we women are connected to our pussies and connected to an energy of overflow. This is where we become magnets, magnets to the experiences, to the opportunities, to the people, to the things that we truly desire at our core. And this is a really beautiful way if you feel like you need or desire to shift into a greater confidence, work more with sex magic and manifestation, radiance is for you. So it's a really powerful activator and catalyst for you owning your personal power, you owning your boundaries and standards, and you learning to create a lifestyle that you are so in love with. This has been everything for me after I went through a really, really bad breakup. This has been what has allowed me to create what I've created and love being single. So you don't have to be single to be in this program, of course. You can be in a relationship. You can have a great relationship. And you know this program is still an activator to help you work deeper with the things that you desire in your life. If you are going through a breakup or a hard time in a relationship, this is going to help activate the goddess within. So regardless, wherever you are in life, if this sounds like something you desire, the divine feminine, activating your goddess energy, and creating a life on your terms, a lifestyle on your terms, this program is for you. I will also link this in the show notes below. And let's get ready for these questions. I am so excited. So as I was 
putting this platform out, I basically asked, you know, anything in regards to relationships, pleasure, energy, wealth, let me know what your questions are. And I got some really good ones. Um, I'm only probably going to answer, well, there's not too many here. So I think I'll be able to get through all of them. You guys know that I talk a lot. So the first question was a really amazing question. I think that this is going to really help everybody step into a deeper level in their relationships whether this is you know partnership like romantic partnership or this is relationships in any other sense so how do you communicate to your spouse that you desire to be loved in a different way without hurting his ego especially when there are currently you are currently going through deep sacral trauma healing and this is a really beautiful question so you know Men are so much different than women, especially like the way that we communicate first and foremost is really important. And this can go with any relationship, male to male, male to female, female to female, right? It doesn't matter. Um, Any different dynamic. But it's really important that when we are trying to communicate to somebody, and this is easier said than done, but when we're trying to communicate to somebody, we don't want to come from a place of a trigger. So if you are trying to communicate to your spouse that you desire things differently in the bedroom, or you desire to be more romanced, or you desire to be more taken care of, we cannot do this from a place of shame or from a place of saying that he or she is not good enough, right? So the first thing that I wanted to mention here is it's not always just about communication. It's first about setting that strong standard for yourself. So when we get into relationships, what happens oftentimes is there's really no standard set, right? There's really no intention set, at least not consciously. I mean, maybe you've done this, but I've never done this in the past until I really started to dive deeper into my standards and my own boundaries and turning myself on. So I would start relationships and I would basically just open up the relationship, right? And so there was no courting. There was no romancing. I kind of just took on this energy of the masculine. And I see this happen a lot. At first, when I would get into a relationship, the man would take on the masculine. I would take on the feminine. But as soon as I really desired him, like I really started to like like somebody. I would notice myself getting into that controlling energy, the masculine energy where I wanted to, what is he doing? I wanted to text him first. I wanted to set up the dates. I wanted to initiate. And what I realized is, you know, the women, the strong feminine gets to lean back. And I'm not saying you have to do this in a relationship. If this doesn't feel good for you, that is okay. But this is something that I wanted, right? I really desired a relationship where I was courted and where I was romanced and where I felt like the prize, right? And so men are divinely in their masculine and women by nature are divinely in their feminine. And of course we switch in and out of these energies, but I would basically take on a masculine role and then the man is forced to go into his feminine role, right? So if one person is taking the lead, if one person is the initiator, the other person has to be the responder. And so what I would notice is 
I would get to a place in my relationships where they weren't doing anything. And I was like, I want to be romance. I want to be desired. I want to be taken care of. I want, you know, the flowers when I come home. I want to be turned on. I want a slow, passionate foreplay before we have sex. I want all of these things. And I never held that standard from the beginning. So whether you're in a relationship now or you're single, it's really important that we set a standard for ourselves. Now, if I look at my relationship to myself, I am my best romancer. I take myself on beautiful trips. I buy my own flowers. I take hot baths when I feel like I need to just soak and ground in and I bring candles and crystals and all of the things. I have such a beautiful way of taking taking care of myself. I'll bring coffee to my bed each morning. I'll do a pleasure practice in the mornings or in the evenings. I know exactly how to make myself feel good in every way, right? And so if I didn't have this, which in the past I didn't have this, I just leaned on a relationship to give me this, of course, the man is not going to know how to treat me any which way, right? Because he has no blueprint. He doesn't see me doing anything. He is just acting off of what I show him. So if I never buy myself flowers and all of a sudden I have this expectation that men should bring me flowers, it's like, how is he supposed to know if you never have flowers, right? We just demand these things. And then when we demand it, we create shame. It usually comes from a place of trigger. So it's really important that we set a standard for ourselves and we really start to lead our own life through pleasure. And what I find most of the time in being courted and in being romanced is when we have this strong standard, this is when energetically things just begin to shift in our relationships because after a while, the man or our partner notices what we enjoy and how we're taking care of ourselves. And we're not relying on him or her to do anything for us. Instead, we can do it ourselves. But when he wants to make us happy, when he wants to brighten our day, when he wants to add something to our life, he'll do these things. And it's just the most amazing thing ever. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel so special. Thank you so much. But it's never expected because I can give those things to myself too, right? But I love those things. I just don't rely on somebody to give them to me. Does that make sense? And then, you know, the part about communication is we want to make sure that when we do go into communication, we have to speak not from our trigger. So for example, if I was in a partnership, which I'm not right now, but if I was in a partnership and I said, you know, it doesn't make me feel good that you never bring me flowers or I do not like that you can't romance me. I don't like that you don't know how to turn me on. Instantly, we are just bringing out the negative, right? We're probably coming from a place of a trigger and a trigger energetic equivalent of a trigger is another trigger, right? So he's going to respond, he or she is going to respond from probably a place of a trigger. So it's really important that we acknowledge the good things that happen and also, once again, set the standard for the relationship. So in intimacy, this would look like, you know, if we desire a man to, or our partner to have more foreplay and be more romantic, maybe it's 
you the one that initiates that at first by lighting candles in your bedroom and putting on music and putting on lingerie and waiting for him to step into the room, right? And then he can take control. But that's the standard, the energetic intention that we're setting in order to allow him to romance us. And then, you know, it becomes this pattern and it becomes this beautiful journey together on learning how to romance each other. But if we do want to communicate about this, it's just important important that we come from a place of kindness and we come from a place of love. The second that we make anybody feel shame, they're going to put up a defense mechanism, right? So it's not fun to be told that we're doing something wrong or that we could be doing better, right? It feels better when somebody can communicate in a way that feels very soft and loving. So that's what I would say to that question. Hopefully that is makes sense. So what I'm going to do here is a lot of these questions are very similar. I have questions around feminine energy and then I have some questions around um, business. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the business questions in a separate podcast episode. So this just kind of works together and flows together. So the next question that I have is, drumroll please... I'm going to find it. How to lean into your feminine when most of your life is lived from logic. So logic and feminine are kind of two different separate things. Now, feminine energy is all about embodiment, right? It's all about being immersed in the lean back, like taking, receiving life in. It's all about the receiving where masculine is not necessarily logic. And I think that's where people like don't like the masculine and that means you have a masculine wound right so masculine energy is not always logic masculine energy is just the action that we take so me feeling like oh I really could just have a drink of water right now me going and pouring myself a glass of water is the masculine energy and then me receiving the water and feeling the water go down my throat is the feminine it's the receiving right so that's kind of a very broad example but what I think this question is really asking is how do I lean more into my pleasure energy instead of the way society has raised me to be right Or how do I live life more on my terms instead of other people's terms? So this was the story of my life, right? Always, always living from a place of other people and the rules that society or the rules that my parents had believed. So you go to college, you get a nine to five job that has health insurance, you make a set amount of money, You get married, you have kids, and that is your life. But I knew from the beginning that I didn't want any of that. I knew I wanted wealth. I knew that I didn't want to have to work a lot. And I knew that my business or my work at the time, I didn't know it was a business. I knew that it had to be 100% a passion of mine. And I'm so, it's important to me that I have purpose in life. And my business is, you know, this beautiful purpose in my life and I I love what I do so much in fact if I had the wealth um, before the business I would or if I create so much wealth where I never have to work again a day in my life I would still do what I do and that's the most beautiful thing in the world so 
we learn to trust our pleasure center. Now, this has been every move that I've made, every way in a deeper and deeper layer that I've lived my life was learning how to trust trust what lit me up, not what was the safe thing to do, not what was logical to do, not what, what was in my comfort zone. So what I'll say here is that we can learn to be in our pleasure center by un understanding the difference between a logical decision and a decision that lights you up. So for example, every single time I want to go on a vacation, I am like, it just is exciting. It's just like, yes, I want to do this. And then all of the logic could come up. Well, I do have a busy schedule in the next couple months. I have to travel alone. I don't know if that's the safest thing to do. Do I really want to spend, you know, anywhere from three to 10 grand on a vacation for myself. And all of these logical things come up. So I've learned that that is just a comfort zone. That is just the logical mind trying to keep you safe. Whereas the initial pleasure of what lit you up is the place I've decided to take action from. So this might feel different to you, it might look a little different, but this is how I describe it, being a generator and being a sacral authority. And of course, you don't have to know anything about human design to understand this question or this episode. And you don't have to be a sacral authority either. And I want to stress that a lot because being in your pleasure center does not mean you have to have a sacral authority. It means that you're doing what lights you up. You're doing what feels good. You're doing what turns yourself on, right? You're living a life of turn on and everybody can live a life of turn on. It's your life force within you, right? That's like really strong. And so I've always, every decision I made, I ask, is this decision going to add to my life? So investing in the coaches logically doesn't make sense. Most of the time it never did. Logically, should I probably do it? Maybe not. Like, I don't know. That's a, a big question to ask, but I guess logically you could say, well, you could put that money into stocks. You could do this with the money, but I've always learned that anything that brings me inspiration or makes me feel really, really good is going to add to my business and add to my life and add to who I am as a human being. So the way that I've really, you know, created this lifestyle was saying yes and saying no to what didn't feel good. So I think the answer to this question is just learning how to trust, learning to trust that if it feels good, it is right. If it doesn't feel good, it is wrong, right? And just trusting that and see where it leads you. So often we overcomplicate things and we go, it feels really good, but what if? Stop leaning into the what if because that's an energetic projection that you're casting, right? You are casting a spell for things to go wrong when you start to question the what if. So instead, let's lean into the pleasure center. Let's just start to notice in our life what makes us feel good and what decisions we can make to continue that energy moving forward. So hopefully that makes sense. Now, I love this question. This is a really good question about dating. So you guys know I'm single right now. 
Well, maybe you don't, but now you do. And this is a really beautiful question. When you date multiple people at once, how do you do it without feeling guilty or getting too invested and leaning into that feminine energy? Sometimes it's hard to stay in that constant feminine energy or like I'm playing games. I'm really working on leaning into my feminine energy without giving off the playing game vibes. I love this question so much. So the first thing that I will say is... I'm at this place in my dating life where I'm not going to commit to somebody unless I know for sure that I want to commit, right? So there's no more like, let's just start dating and see what happens. No, I will take very slow time in getting to know somebody before there's a relationship, before we are boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever that might lead to. So I've learned this because I've gotten in relationships where I have just felt like I've fallen head over heels, right? And then after the oxytocin vibes wear off, it's like, oh, maybe we're really not that good together. Maybe it doesn't really make sense. And maybe you aren't all that I thought you were cracked up to be. And and me too. The relationship just doesn't seem to work. So instead of just committing to somebody, I've learned to take it really slow. And with that means, you know, I'm dating around, right? So I will go on dates with people, but I don't commit to somebody unless it's worth committing to. So I don't feel guilty because they're just first, second, third, fourth dates. They're not anything that's commitment, right? There's not any type of deep intimacy. If I felt a relationship going in that direction, then I'd have that conversation with that person and I would stop dating around. But on dating multiple people. It's not like I am dating multiple people and having different, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend relationships or intimate relationships even at that. It's just that you are, I'm at a place where I'm just getting to know people. So it would be like going on friend dates, right? It's like kind of the similar thing. Like you don't feel guilty when you have a bunch of friends. Why would you feel guilty when you're single and you're dating around, right? So you don't owe that person anything and that person doesn't owe you anything until you decide together that you want to take the relationship to the next step and you want to go deeper. But what I will say is being very open about that. So not playing a game around it, not hiding things, like being very open. Like, you know, you're going out on a date. These are my standards. These are my boundaries. And I guess that's another conversation, but having strong boundaries and standards is really important. And that's something that we're going to be talking about in Radiance. But as for getting too invested in a relationship, now I see this a lot, especially with women, when we really decide that we like somebody. So this is, I can only speak from a a female standpoint because I only speak from personal experience. But what I've noticed is in my life, when I don't like somebody, it's very easy to lean back. It's very easy to not text them first. It's very easy to be like, yeah, you know, they're okay. I don't know, really know where it's going. I'm not worried if they're going to text me again. I'm not worried if they're going to ask me on a date again. So I was in that space with people that I wasn't really interested in. But what I found is when I am really interested in somebody, I am like, oh my gosh, 
Why isn't he texting me? Does he still like me? Is he going to ask me on a second date? Is there going to be a third date? And that's where my head used to go. So it's been a lot of personal power and releasing of codependency ways and learning to fully love myself and be in my turned on power to let this go and be able to lean back regardless if or if I don't like somebody, right? So now what happens is when a man, because I'm interested in men, so I'm speaking from that standpoint, but when a man desires to take me out on a date, I am in my lean back feminine energy. He can be the one who asks me on a date. He can be the one who texts me first. And again, there's nothing wrong if you text first. This is just what works for me. And then he is the initiator and I get to be the responder, right? He's in his masculine and I get to be in my feminine. So this is something that I've really had to work on and something that I have really had to trust myself in. So that's what I'll say is like you just have to learn to dismiss the fears when they come through. So your response to wanting to reach out to somebody when they're not texting you first is, what if he loses interest in me? What if he doesn't like me? If a man likes you, he will reach out to you. (laughs) He will make it happen, right? If a man is really interested in which he should be because you are the prize and he is the prize as well, we're all prizes in our own world, but he can be the one who reaches out to you so he can be in his masculine and you can be the one who responds. Now, this is the way that has worked for me and the way that I have found where I get to be courted and romanced and still have strong standards and boundaries, right? Where a man gets to be in his innate masculine, which they should, that's the energy they probably desire to take. And the woman gets to be in her divine feminine energy. So that's a little bit on the lean back is just trust. Otherwise, it's going to feel like if you can't lean back, it's because you're not happy single, because you're not happy within yourself. So I have learned to love my life so much. I am my best romancer yet again. Like I take really good special care of myself and the only person that I would get into a relationship with is somebody who's going to add to my experience and make my life even better. And together we make our lives better, right? So right now, speaking from the single standpoint and singlehood is love your life so much. Love being single. Notice that you get extra time to do extra things for yourself that in a relationship you might not be able to. It's a really beautiful way And it's not that you're playing games. Like it's playing games when the intention is I'm going to lean back to see if he responds. That's not it, right? It's just I'm so overfilled in my life and I love my life. And if he wants to reach out, I'll respond, right? I'll give what he gives. If he wants to ask me on a date, I'll say yes if I'm interested. I'm very clear about if I like or don't like somebody in my communication. If I want to go on a date or I don't want to go on a date, I don't like string people along or anything, but it's not playing games when the intention is I'm going to fall in love with my life. And if somebody wants to add to my experience, they can ask. And if they don't, then they don't. This is how we step into our divinity, our divine feminine energy. So there is no games unless you set that intention, unless in your mind you are trying to play games. 
So the next question is, how do you stay in the constant state of pleasure and feminine energy? Now, this question is not that you're always in your feminine energy because you have to be in your masculine sometimes. If I was always in my feminine energy, I would get nothing done. You would just be a receiver all of the time. So the masculine is any action we take, but I am mostly in my feminine, like I'm in a feminine embodiment with a masculine structure, if that makes sense. So everything I do feels really good to do most of the time, except for like taxes and little, you know, grocery shopping, which I don't do anymore, but anything like that, those are like the masculine things I don't want to do. But working out, for example, is masculine, right? And But my feminine loves that because my feminine gets turned on by the masculine. So basically what this is asking is like, how do you stay in that constant state of pleasure of like goddess energy? And this is just, it's a work of my lifetime. It's a genuine intention that I set every day. How can I make my life feel more pleasured? What would make me feel pleasure? And for me, that's a lot of different things that add to this experience, but it's an intention that I set every day. It's become innate in me, so it's something that I don't even have to set anymore. But when I was beginning this process, it's setting the intention. When I start to feel myself get bored or I start to feel myself like, you know, trying to procrastinate something or whatever it might be just get out of alignment when I feel myself getting out of alignment I ask how can I make this more pleasure filled how can I add more pleasure into my day and for me I don't know what it is I don't know if it's the Taurus sign or a generator or just being a person but I do not like to be bored in the moment that I feel bored I'm like oh I just want to run so in those moments where I feel bored or lonely or frustrated or angry, I ask like, what can I do to make myself feel more pleasure? And sometimes it's like, we want to move our body. We want to go to the gym. Other times it is, you know, I want to pour myself a cup of tea and read a book. Like whatever can add, whatever activities add, it's something that you want to begin your day with. Set that intention and just let the universe bring that to you and manifest it throughout your day it's a really beautiful experience in that way now the last question i'm going to answer around this episode today is how do you balance being so much in the feminine lean back energy long baths during the day resting etc and still get the work done so the first thing i'll say is that i don't work that much so (laughs) this is the beautiful thing in creating your business is You don't have to work 10 hours a day to make money. I probably work, depending on client calls, some days I work three to four hours. Other days I have maybe an hour of work, not even. Other days I just take off completely. So there's a ton of free space, but what happens is when we're not leaned back in our feminine energy, we're in our masculine most of the time, we're going to find things to do. And if we're not doing things, we're not going to feel good. We're going to be like, I have to be doing more. I have to stay productive in order to feel good. But is that really how you want to live your life where you're doing something all of the time where you're constantly doing and you're never leaning back? Not for me. I want to receive. I want to enjoy life. I want to take a breath and like enjoy nature and hike and just do the things that I love to do. I don't have an attachment that money has to come through me working. You have to remember that 
you know, everything you post and everything you do, if you have a business, is left on the internet and people always get to see it. So your vibe, your energy is what is magnetic to people, right? It's how people find you. It's all energy. So my number one job, and if you have a business, your number one job is to fill up your vibe so strongly that you know people just find you out of thin air that is like how we create unreasonable money and unreasonable things in our lives right nothing that I've created makes sense so the answer is I don't work that much and I allow myself that's my first priority is making sure that I feel really really good before I do anything so I'm not going to get on a podcast episode if I feel like crap if I haven't filled up my cup if I have days where my energy because I'm so um, empathic and I'm very I can be very introverted I have like a two four human design so it's the networker and the person who's like bubbly and outgoing and then the the one of them I forgot what line is the hermit and the you know introvert so I need both of those things and if I'm around too many people like my birthday weekend I turned 29 and I was around people for like four days non-stop on Monday I had a spa day and I just like I needed to be alone I could not even write a post I couldn't barely respond to clients like I just needed space by myself to refill up my cup and I allow myself to do those things so sometimes I work in the bathtub right like I don't have to be sitting behind my desk unless it's like podcast episode recording that's the only time I'm really sitting behind my desk is possibly a live video and usually my podcast recordings everything else I do from random places coffee shops outside I'm always outside when it's nice out vacations Hawaii right on the beach Um, I'm planning my next trip as we speak so I don't work that much and that's the answer so I believe that is all of the questions centered around feminine energy that I wanted to to answer today. On the next podcast episode, I'm going to riff on some of the questions because I got a lot of questions that are very similar. So I'm going to do another podcast episode riffing, which is going to be really fun to do. So I'll catch you in the next podcast episode. Thank you for listening today. If you listened to this episode and you enjoyed it, make sure to screenshot, tag me at Emily on Whiteside and let me know. And then also make sure you've subscribed. (laughs) The more subscribers, the more people get to hear this podcast. So I would absolutely love that. And if you want to leave a review, I would love that even more. I love you so much and I will catch you in the next episode.